Hello and welcome to a series of podcasts where we will look at wills and probate. I'm Ruth Mayer and a partner at Boyce Turner and throughout the series I'm going to be speaking to Paul Lowry, also a partner at Boyce Turner and head of wills, trusts and probate. Hi Paul. Hi Ruth, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well, very well. So what are we talking about in this episode? Okay, in this episode, I want to talk about the actual process of making a will. So what happens when a client first contacts us, either by telephone or email, and tells us that they're looking for advice on making a will? Okay, tell me more. So the first stage is information gathering. Uh, The more information we've got, the better the advice that we can give. So the first thing I do after uh, speaking to a client or getting an email from them is I send them a copy of our will questionnaire. And it's a Word document. We, we usually send it by email. You can fill it in on screen and then just email it back to us. But if people need a hard copy, we can send one out in the post as well. And the sorts of things we're going to ask on that questionnaire, there's, there's quite a lot of detail. So we, 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 we're going to want personal details, uh, details of any spouse or partner. We're going to ask about details of any former spouse, if that's relevant. We're going to ask about details of children uh, from both current and previous relationships. We're going to ask about broad details of your assets, property, cash, investments. Not everybody feels comfortable about giving this information to us, which is which is obviously quite quite personal. But it's strictly confidential. The more information that we've got about an individual's finances, the better the advice we can give, particularly if it's in relation to inheritance tax planning. Um, we ask about particular assets. For example, uh, do you own a business? Now, this is relevant because there might be planning in your will that you can carry out based around your business. And there might also be inheritance tax reliefs, which you need to make sure that you take advantage of. We'll ask about foreign assets so that we can consider what arrangements you need to make in relation to a a foreign property, for example. Um, We'll ask about internet and digital assets. That might be your iTunes account or information you stored in the cloud or online. Um, we'll ask you if you've got any interest in any trusts that are already in existence. We'll ask about funeral wishes, uh, donation of organs. We ask about who you want to appoint as your executors in your will. Those are going to be the people who are actually going to be responsible for administering your estate after you die. Who are you going to appoint as guardians if you've got children um, who are minors, if something were to happen to both um, you and your partner? We'll also ask for broad ideas about who you want to benefit under the terms of your will. So the whole purpose of this is to kind of paint a picture and set the scene. And once that that questionnaire has been completed and sent back to us, usually at that point, we're going to try and arrange a meeting to take instructions from the client. Now, usually we would try and have that in the form of a face-to-face meeting, but in these unusual times. Um, Typically at the moment, it's by way of a a telephone call or a conference call or a a video conference meeting. And before we, uh, that that meeting takes place, we send out an engagement letter to the client that will give details of the fees that we charge. Now all of our fees for wills are fixed. Um, We've got four different levels from a really, really basic will um, up to a, a really complicated one with multiple trusts and a couple of levels in between. So Paul, what, what actually happens at the meeting and, and how long does it take? So the meeting's an opportunity to firstly 
get to know the clients and they can get to know us. And secondly, just to go through all of the information that they've given to us. So we'll talk about their family, we'll talk about broad details of their assets, and we'll talk about what they're trying to achieve through their will. And inevitably, when you're discussing a will, you can't get away from talking about inheritance tax, particularly um, in the southeast. So as part of the meeting and the fixed fee arrangement, we normally talk about the effect of inheritance tax on your estate, any reliefs that are available, how you can maximise those reliefs through your will. And we also give basic inheritance tax advice on things like lifetime gifting, um, how you can deal with life insurance policies to avoid them paying directly into your estate and potentially being liable to inheritance tax. Um, we, we can touch upon pension arrangements because these days pensions can, to a certain extent, be used as an inheritance tax planning tool. Now, we're not, we're not pensions experts or pension specialists, um, but we can give general advice around uh, pension arrangements and how you could potentially pass assets onto your family after your death in a tax-efficient way. Um, in terms of the length of a meeting, uh, a really straightforward meeting, could be as little as half an hour. The average meeting with a client is usually an hour, um, but if the, uh, the family situation or the finances uh, are more complex, it could be two hours, it could be more. It really depends on the individual client, how much detail uh, we need to go through and, and how many questions they've got to ask us. Mm, well, that sounds really thorough. So what happens after the meeting? So once we've got the instructions and as long as the client's happy with the advice that we've given them, we're then going to proceed to preparing draft wills for the client's approval. Um, usually we're aim to have those drafts ready within 10 to 14 days. Um, can be quicker depending on the urgency of the matter. Uh, draft documents are sent to the clients their approval, usually in the form of a Word document on an email. But again, if clients prefer, uh, we can send them as a hard copy in the post. Um, from there on, the clients will look at the documents, they'll come back to us uh, with questions, uh, there might be spending mistakes or things that they want to change. Sometimes a client may want a second meeting um, to go through everything. And of course, if, if that's what they want, then we're happy to do that. So what, what about signing the wills? So once we've agreed that the document is in the form that the client wants and, um, and we've explained everything to them, they're happy with it, Again, in usual times, we'd invite them, invite them to come and meet us and then we could supervise the execution of the wills because there's quite strict formalities um, for a will to be valid. A will has to be signed by the person making it. They're called the testator or the testatrix is the feminine. Um, in the presence of two independent witnesses, they have to watch the testator sign and then they both sign in the presence of the testator and in the presence of each other. So it means that there have to be three people together and your witnesses can't be anyone who's a beneficiary under the terms of the will or the spouse of anybody who's a beneficiary under the terms of the will. Witnesses have to be over the age of 18 and they have to have the necessary mental capacity uh, to act in their role as witness. Now under the current conditions, um, uh, at the time of recording this episode, we can't see clients face to face. So what we're doing is uh, we're sending wills out to clients and suggest that they sign them in their garden uh, with neighbours or friends at a safe social distance. So Paul, do you do home visits? Um, under ordinary circumstances, again, um, we do offer home visits um, to individuals who are unable physically to get into our offices. Um, it's either because they're unwell or physically they're frail. 
and they can't get out and about. And that would include visits to care homes and hospitals. Um, obviously, at the moment, at the time of recording this episode, that's very difficult to do, um, um, virtually impossible to offer this service. But at the moment, the vast majority of our meetings are taking place either by video conference um, or by telephone call, which seems to work um, just as well, although we appreciate there are always people who would prefer a face-to-face -face meeting. And then what happens after the document's been signed? So after it's been signed, um, we scan the original will into our system. So there's a scanned copy of the signed document and that's held securely. Um, we normally send a copy of the signed document back to the client. We register um, all of our client wills on the Certainty National Will database. So that's a database which provides that um, if for whatever reason after you die, your family or friends don't know where your will is, um, if they carried out a search on that database, that would show that the original document is being held by us. And do you actually store the wills and is there a charge for that? We do store wills, yeah. Um, the vast majority of our clients um, will give their will, the original wills to us and we will store them for them. We store them securely in fireproof cabinets. We don't charge for storing wills. Great. So what happens if somebody dies and uh, somebody needs to get hold of the original will? How do they actually get hold of it? So if somebody dies, obviously we need to see proof um, that that person's passed away because that a will is, is, is confidential to the individual who's made it. So we ask to see a death certificate. And the person's entitled to possession of will after the individual is, has died are the executors that are appointed in the will. So as well as a death certificate, we need to see a signed authority from all of the executors that are appointed in the will um, asking us to release the original will to them. And then for security, we'll, we usually ask for proof of identity um, of the executives to make sure that we're giving your will to the correct people. Um, and we don't, we, you know, we'd say, um, do you need any help with, uh, with probate? Um, we offer estate administration services and we offer a free initial one hour meeting um, to discuss probate and probate applications generally um, for anybody who, who wants to take that up. But clients under, aren't under an obligation to use our services. So how do clients get in touch with you? So all of our usual email and telephone uh, numbers are all being monitored and details are going to be shown at the end of this episode. That's great, Paul. What will we be talking about in the next episode? So in the next episode, uh, I want to talk about the effect on wills of marriage, divorce and second marriages and what you need to be thinking about if you're ever in any of these circumstances. That's great, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. That was Paul Lowry. As Paul mentioned, there are more episodes coming soon, so do look out for them. The best way to make sure you don't miss them is by subscribing on whatever podcast platform you use. Thank you for listening and goodbye.